Three Leader Thursdays, Marble Street Podcast. This week we're going to be uh, starting off with a couple of quick questions. It's just Mike and I here. Uh, I think Nico may chime in briefly. And uh, we said goodbye to Tommy last week. Uh, got a great question from Fergus for the main body of our conversation. And uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about hiring staff as we replace Tommy for the week and uh, an ongoing and uh, then finally we'll just wrap up with our coffee changes for the menu and um. rapid fire questions uh joe what coffee was your favorite this week yesterday's co-cherry uh last week's roast brewed filter obviously uh through the three liter vac pot uh three liter uh mocha master um yeah amazing Loads of uh, tropical fruit, stone fruit, uh, really beautiful tea undertones. Lovely. Awesome. Mine was actually <clears throat> Tuesdays, Mondays. Mondays, second batch, same coffee, a week older. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. I had two cups in the midday, and then I was just wrapping down on the roaster at four o'clock, and I had another three cups. <laughs> so that's roasted the 13th, the 13th yeah, 13th. of the 11th. Yeah. And but this cup we're drinking right now of the Talimas, um, pretty damn excellent. I th- we were discussing this morning that sometimes after coming off the back of a couple of months of African coffees, when you come into the Colombian season, I feel a little bit confused. I feel like the coffee. I'm like, is this coffee meant to be like this? Is it? Is there something I'm missing? And then I got halfway through the mug and I was like, I'm going to have three mugs of this coffee. You, absolutely. Yeah. We, I, I felt exactly the same way as you said it. You know, the, you kind of miss those tropical fruit and stone fruit notes um, and, and the subtlety of the beautiful tea notes of Ethiopia. But uh, it's replaced with a whole lot of body and, and some really beautiful chocolate. Um, yeah. and I think it's, it's just a different style of coffee. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and I agree entirely. After I got, it wasn't even halfway through the cup and I was just looking for more. It's the, uh, it's the session beer of coffee, <laughs> of the high quality session beer. It's just drinkable. Um, and favourite moment in the roastery this week, Joe? For me, I got a real surprise actually yesterday. You, uh, for for those of you who don't know, Mike looks after the vast majority of our Instagram and does a great job with it. Uh, yesterday's Marvel Street story was a cracker. Um, Mike did a little bit of filming and video editing whilst roasting. Um, that certainly couldn't have happened happened without uh, without the lorrying mm-hmm. and. Uh, that was, he, he said, check out our story on Instagram, and uh, it was awesome, man. Well done. Great job. <laughs> no, yeah, you definitely couldn't do that with the probe out, one hand on the, on the gas dial and the other hand just holding on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Um, what was your favourite moment? My favourite moment? Um, 20 minutes ago, we had a quick Skype chat, Skype chat with a potential new employee to... Um, come in and feel Tommy's shoes um and yeah it just got me really excited for what what the future is and we're going to discuss hiring a little bit later on so um yeah we'll get more into that then yeah that was that was a great conversation yeah it got me pumped for the day 
Oh, so um, Fergus um, from Barefoot Coffee Traders in Manly of Sydney has kindly uh, donated his time with a bit of a um, an interesting question on um, customer education and perception of quality in in um, fast-paced cafe environment. Yeah. I think um, it's a great question, Ferg, and I think really relevant for all of our accounts. Um, I'll read the question out. Uh, So Ferg writes, um, Marvel Crew, I would like to discuss customer education, specifically in a busy takeaway environment where most of the day's trade is done in the first three to four hours of service and majority of your customer base are local regulars who get their coffee on the commute and have a 10 to 30 second interaction with the counter staff. With one person on the counter and one on bar, what are the most effective ways to get customers aware and engaged that they are purchasing a really high quality product? Shop signage, detailed menus, quick spiels to each customer? What service models have you seen that relay the right information the right way, specifically counter service and not table service. Obviously, that's a slightly different ball game. Sorry for the long question, shuckers, Ferg. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I think this is a question, or this is something that a lot of people struggle with in specialty coffee. Um, is it, or, or a lot of businesses struggle with in general if you're going for the for the quality end of the market, um, you, you've got that age-old question of perceived value and, and a lot of people perceive value in, in quantity or volume rather than so, um, quality. Uh, so trying to steer away from that. Uh, my, I think it really helps to have someone on the counter who's clued in yeah. you know that that person we put on the counter is often that's their first role in our establishment um because it, it's obviously you need a highly skilled person as a barista but you shouldn't overlook the uh, education of the the person interacting with the customer yeah totally especially if they're um a full-time staff member they're there every day greeting customers they're they're, they're the, the the initial impression um and I think, like, to answer his question briefly, I think it's, like, three things. It comes down to price, price reflective of quality, which seems to be a huge barrier at the moment in specialty coffee. Um, and I think you just touched on it, quality, not quantity. I think I, I don't know how any barista is going to get to know a certain product or coffee if they only run it for one week mm. and it's gone, mm. then it, you know, like, so, you know, uh, committing and embracing a roaster fully and getting to know their product, it just makes it easier to, mm-hmm. to educate. Um, and, and then it's picking your battles as well. You know, you're not going to, you're not going, you're not going to, it's not going to happen straight away. It's not like sitting down at a 10-course degustation for six hours where you've got 
the time to get a message across. Um, you know, I think it's these tiny little windows every day. Some some days you might see an opportunity that you just miss with a customer to get something across or um, or just have a moment with them and connect. Um, you just have to pick your battles each week and 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 make sure that you're constantly focused on quality and consistency in the product yeah 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 on on the price i think we should sort of delve into each of those a little bit more mike Mm. but uh certainly on the price i um you know price is a funny one i think there's a lot of cafes out there claiming specialty and charging specialty prices that that are not truly specialty and and not buying the high quality products that um a lot of you guys are and and they throw a bit of confusion into the system but generally speaking i would say don't be afraid to if the cafe down the road's charging 350 for a long black charge four yeah and uh you know you're buying a high quality product uh charge appropriately and and but but when when the customer asks why you charge more be prepared with an answer you know be ready to answer and convince them that it's worth more and convince them with the quality of the cup you're passing to them as well. And and that's done in many, I'm sure many it's ways. not hard. I'm no. Sure, you know, I'm sure if you've got, you know, just a shop down the road that's just banging out lattes all day and, you know, that's their thing, that's fine. But if you want to carve a new channel for specialty coffee and really differentiate it from that, then you've just got to be prepared and confident with... Uh, how you're selling it absolutely yeah uh i think it's, it's a whole bunch of little things that uh add to the perception of quality and and one of you know i think being a little bit cautious with the or careful not cautious but careful with the words that you, you use to describe the coffee you know high quality doesn't it, it it almost adds a ceiling to to what you've got whereas if you use you know premium or unparalleled or or some sort of you know you know the coffee that we buy Mm. we buy an amazing unparalleled coffee uh is is a far better way we buy really high quality coffee yeah um that helps but but also just just the whole package of the cafe is clean the cafe is sharp and looks good. And, and, you know, the guys at Barefoot really embody this. When I think about walking into that shop there in Wentworth Street with Ferg, and that place looks sharp. Yeah. It, it looks amazing. The guys are well-dressed. They look like hospitality pros. They don't look like they've had a dodgy night's sleep and, and you know, might not have showered for a week. They, you know, they're clean. They're well presented. They're they're dressed like a hospitality person. They they're, you know, I I've, I'm not sure what the coolest hippest clothing is right now, but the the time for wearing your coolest hippest clothing is when you're out at the club or when you're hanging with your buddies. You know, the sporting event or whatever that occasion might be. Going to see a local gig. Yeah, it's not when you're rocking up to work. Yeah. When, when you're rocking up to work, you're there to be a coffee pro. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's really important. 
And yeah. I, I see, unfortunately, a lot of cafes deviating from that. And, you, you know, of course, bring your own spiel, spin to what you wear and dress with your own personality. We're not trying to turn everyone into uh, sort of mannequins or robots, but, but do it with class. Yeah, I think there is there's a particular look that defines professional and it's not that hard to imagine. It's, it's just not, you know, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's just clean, good hygiene. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, it has a lot to do with how you carry yourself throughout service, you know, like what every little action customers watch stuff that you just don't think they'd watch. Absolutely. Um, have clean fingernails. Yeah. You know, you're handing cups of coffee over to people. Have clean fingernails. Don't wipe your hands on dish towels and then polish glasses with them or cutlery. Like yeah, little thing. paper towel or, yeah. or a, a separate hand hand rag if you're environmentally conscious. Like things like that are just and wiping spills off cups with your finger. Mm. Napkin. Yeah. Easy. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and and on the hot back to the hygiene thing a little bit. Um, I remember when, you know, if you're the barista, um, I'm going to just be really blunt here because that's how it came <laughs> to me. <laughs> Sorry, no people skills. Ditch the aftershave. Ditch yeah. the cologne. Ditch the perfume. You know, I I will never forget cupping next to Nico. You know, I'd been I was fairly new to Marvel Street, and you know, I had had some aftershave on, and Nico looks to me, and. I think he said, don't ever fucking wear aftershave to cupping again. Um, and, and I was quite taken back, and, but, <laughs> but, but I managed to move through it. And, and reflecting back on that, if you're wearing some sort of smell to a job where the key success, key, one of the key factors to your success is being able to make a tasty cup of coffee and your olfactory skill or olfactory sensory system is compromised as a result of wearing something like that, then you're just not going to do as mm. good a job as you possibly can. So people come into a cafe wanting uh, a, to smell a coffee and taste a coffee. They don't want to smell what aftershave you've decided to wear for the day. Exactly. And this is actually a funny little one. I won't take up too much more time at this, but um, my previous boss at a cafe I worked at Will Priestley if you're listening in Tasmania at Pilgrim Coffee I never thought about this until one day we um, we we didn't have a, a pen to write on the takeaway lids, just went missing and someone whipped out a permanent marker and started writing on it and he's just like, what are you doing? Don't do that, like where does that, where does that word end up when someone's drinking their coffee right under their nose and you just smell permanent marker Mm. completely ruins a cup of coffee totally yeah yeah but yeah i think that's a uh, a great little chunk there is just it's so many little things that make up an experience or it's one little thing that ruins an experience mm. yeah yeah uh, yes that i think that's a really really good if point you, if you nail those things every day time after time people come up to you and go why is your coffee always so good yes and you just that's and that's a that's the question you need to nail as well. Like, there's many answers to that, 
and there's many answers that won't cement in that customer's mind but um i think i don't know the answer the, the exact answer to that you really. know you know what i've found um and and the answer in my opinion is perhaps not quite as obvious but it but it's really simple it it's accepting the compliment i mm. think that starts with that it's like thank you so much we really care our coffee is good because we work really hard at it yeah and that's all it needs to be. You don't need to explain. Sometimes less is more. Yeah. You don't need to explain the origin of the coffee. They, it's, it's a, you've got two seconds, three seconds, five seconds, whatever. Mm. And thank you very much. Our coffee's great because we work really hard at it. Yeah. We've got an amazing product. We work really hard to give you it at its best. Like, whatever words work for you. But I think... Accepting the compliment and letting them know why, because you work hard. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think we've kind of threshed that out, but there's, I, I need to, I don't know who listens to the Cat and Cloud podcast out there. But I do. I, um, those guys are really, really good at customer service, and there's some really good points on their podcast about be, being coffee pros. Um, and a while back, they talked about the McDonald's uh, McCafe commercial airing in the UK. And if you want to see something funny... Um, I feel like everyone's talked about this now. And yeah. I think it's almost you know, it's too good not to talk about. Well, it, it's, it's just... It's, a, it's hilarious, but, it, but it's a really good thing to, to watch and then go, OK, I'm a coffee pro, but I don't ever want to fit into any of those pictures. Mm. You know, you've somehow got to weave your magic where you're pro, but you're not so pro that the person on the other side of the counter can't relate to you. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and probably one of the biggest things, smile. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're smiling, people relate to you more. Especially people, before they've had coffee as well, you know. Yeah. Totally. Greet people as soon as they come through the door. Be stoked to see your customers. Like, you know, I... I worked in one cafe here in Byron for about eight years. And um, for five of those years, I opened the bar four days a week uh, at sort of 5.30 in the morning. And I was genuinely excited to see our customers. Like, they were buddies. Mm. And, and when they came in, they got an appropriate greeting. Like, they were buddies. Now, you know, if you're downtown CBD, Sydney or whatever, maybe that's not quite appropriate. But, but greeting your customers appropriately and, and with genuine excitement and, and concern for them is a great way to start as well. Yeah, definitely. We're just filling up the cup here. It's sounding like it's almost getting yeah, to the lower three, half of the pot. 3 liter Thursdays but and this um, coffee we've is smashed this 3 liter Thursdays between two people. Yeah. This coffee is fucking incredible. It is. I'm loving welcome, it. Welcome welcome to this, the season of Colombia. Yeah, guys, be excited. Colombia is going to be amazing this this summer and uh, next year. Um hiring new staff. Mm. Mike it doesn't happen often here. No. So um, it's been a big um, learning experience for me anyway. Um, I've, I haven't been here 
all that long, but um, and I've never hired anyone with um, so much thought. You know, it, all the hiring I've ever done has been in a cafe and kind of under pressure as well in time constraints. Um, Equal. Where you just kind of need someone for that weekend, otherwise you are screwed. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been great to really be able to s- sit on a thought and 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 talk with you guys about it um, and how we should hire. And there's been a few like there's been a few back not back and forth, but we've sort of decided and then undecided and then come up with an even better idea of what we're gonna what we're gonna do and then change the job role and then made another decision and I think we're we're there now. Um but yeah, it's great. It's um and it's also hard. Yeah, I guess there's a certain threshold uh that people need to meet as far as a skill set. Um we're obviously replacing Tommy but um in the time that Tommy's been here the, the job role has changed significantly because we've brought the lorry in and um, so the role of roaster can become a more of a collaborative effort as far as working on the profiles doesn't have to be strictly that head roaster position. It's very much done from the cupping table in as a collaborative Yeah, it's, just, it's less... Roasting now is less tactile, so you don't need to be a ninja, um, or you just don't need to be doing it every single day to be in touch with the machine. Um, so, yeah, now as you said, you, we we can just drink the coffee, figure out what needs to change, and then apply it. And then if that works, it's repeatable, mm. easily repeatable. Yeah, yeah. So that that role has changed, and. Um Working out who the who the person to fill that role is has been a difficult process. We've ended up with a couple of candidates who um, have differing skill sets, and um, both amazing skill sets. Uh, and, and I guess in the end, it's it's about building a team that works harmoniously. Mm. At the end of the day, hasn't it been? Yeah. Not so much on. You know, one, once they reach that threshold of... We, we got a lot of applicants and um, there were many that just didn't make the threshold of the skill set. Yeah. Um, and uh, But these who have made that threshold, it's, it's really about working out who's going to add value to the team in, in other areas aside from that sort of threshold roasting skill set mm, and making sure that the person that we hire is going to get something out of the role as well you know they're not going to come in and find they're not challenged mm. and they're going to get stale and and i go think somewhere else i think know? that's a and conversation we'll certainly have to touch on in another co- uh, podcast is nico's attitude towards building this business and i, I think perhaps we can dig in to to Nico's knowledge base one podcast there Mike Mm -hmm. Um, certainly I love working at Marvel Street and I think the environment we're creating and the vision that Nico has and and we share um, is for Marvel Street is amazing 
Um, so uh, his, his business model, so to speak, is something that we certainly need to dig into in the future. Oh, totally. And, uh, and this, this person that we're hiring now will very much help to shape the way Marvel Street moves forward, yeah. which, is, which is why it's been such a big decision for us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, a, it's, um, it's exciting to, to think about adding another person to the team like you or myself or Nico or Tom who is just bumped to, to come to work and contribute and yeah. look looks to the future. Yep. Um, Someone who you want to drink coffee with on the weekends. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Not they're like, oh, I don't want to go into work for a coffee today because yeah. I just can't be bothered. Yeah. Uh, then I have to talk to someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. So, um, so uh, I think we will hopefully have our, um, our new team member when we come back in the early new year and they'll be on the podcast. Yeah. Um, what, what's been the biggest challenge with hiring for you? And how much hiring have you done before? In, in previous jobs I've done lots of Probably hiring a lot. a lot of hiring in the past but all under very similar circumstance to what you described at the beginning Mike mm. um, you know managing a restaurant hiring you know hiring people but knowing at the end of the day I, you know next week I need five staff members and I've currently got four and if I don't get one you're working seven days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, or, or, you know, maybe I already, already was working six or seven days and how was it, you know, yeah. how was it even going to come together? Whereas this has been, certainly my view was never as long-term as it currently is. Mm. Um, I've kind of always known or always felt that hiring by uh, attitudes and um, personalities has been the key to successful hiring um, just because you want to turn up to work next to someone if if you don't want to turn up and work next to someone then it, it it's not working yeah it, it they're not if they're not adding value to the team mm. then you're wasting your time yeah um, that's I've, I've sort of always known that but uh, somehow this this time around it's been quite different as well because it, it is a, a very small team hmm. um, the hardest thing I think has been getting to know the two applicants that, that have been shortlisted and, and getting to become starting to like them both and not wanting to say no to one of them mm. and we talked about that with Nico earlier this morning was is you know is there a cop-out option and uh and, and how do you make the difficult decision yeah um and I think at the end of the day we try to ask questions that let the the candidate make that decision. Yep, totally. And 
and be as clear and transparent as possible about what's expected and how our team operates and let the candidates choose themselves and and you know i think time will tell how how well we've gone about that yeah yeah no i definitely have you know i i agree it's it's hard when you have a certain amount of check boxes to tick for each person and you get to the point where they tick every single one each each party ticks ticks everyone and and sometimes more and then you've got them there balancing on a scale and they just you've got to throw something on either side to to bring one of them up and it's it's really hard and you kind of just want to hire them both really <laughs> yeah. and sometimes that's an option and sometimes it's not for some people but um yeah it's it's been a really interesting process mm. uh, we we look forward to introducing you to the new team member yeah by the time uh we this podcast goes to air we'll, we'll know who that is but uh at this stage it's, it's still an unknown so next week you'll find out who's joining our team in the early stages of next year and um you'll hear from them early next year how exciting yeah <clears throat> um let's move on just run through the coffee menu for next week guys um so as of last week we finished up with um we're losing antonio Ricinos, uh the guatemalan powerhouse um it'll be sad to see that coffee go but in replace of that for espresso we're just gonna chuck you another um ethiopian coffee the gorakone from sidamo will be roasted as espresso as well as filter next week so please please order up on that one because um it's gonna be awesome um and aside from that, everything else is the same. Espresso is Conga, uh, Gorokone, Talima from Colombia, and Maurizio Escalon from El Salvador. And filter, we've got uh, Kacheri, Conga, Gorokone, and Talima, which we are currently drinking right now. And I'd say this is maybe tying with best cup of the week for me. Yeah, it's stunning. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm stoked as well because I think this was the trial batch of it. Ah, right. The very the small first, the first trial batch. Yeah. yeah, right. Cool. Yeah. We have also said goodbye to Cascabel this week. Mm. The other Colombian, there was only a really small lot. Went, yeah. Came and in, was awesome and went real quick. Apologies to anyone that didn't receive it as um, filter this week. Um, we just didn't have enough left to... to fill both roasts so we just roasted it as espresso mm. i hope you're enjoying the telemo as much as i am because that's what it was replaced with yeah well there's no reason not to it's it's great uh so i guess to wrap up mm. big thanks to ferg for his question and certainly anyone else out there who does have questions and they don't need to be as detailed or as thoughtful as Fergus's that was an awesome question um, then please use the app send them on through or email or, or text or call or you know whatever whatever way you like but certainly we really want to shape this podcast around you guys and and education and answering or just yeah clearing stuff up with you guys in any 
any areas of coffee, hospitality, business that you are interested in, just ask us a question because I think, and I've said this before, we learned something out of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like we'll, if you get the question to us in time, we'll, you know, we'll do our research and we'll understand and we'll, we'll give you a pretty good answer. But, you know, they don't need to be deep and thoughtful. Like, why, why 27 grams in and... Uh, why 20, 27? What? Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Like, uh, why, why, 70 grams out? Why, why 20 grams in and, and 48 grams out or, you know... Like, yeah. What's the best way to clean my espresso machine? Yeah, you know anyone and and people. This doesn't just go out to our wholesale customers. Like, if there's any retail customers out there and they want to know how to get the best out of coffee at home, um, please ask because I think that's an area that really that that's an area that really um, needs help. Because I know when I was before I started working in coffee, I was drinking coffee at home and scouring forums and. Mm. And how to how to brew my Campos espresso in my Gaja classic espresso machine the best I could and like just like silly little things like that and 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 overcomplicating it, you know. Yeah. There's is usually an easier way around it, you know. So if you you know, you want to know how to brew coffee at home easily, please ask because we'll tell you. Great. And and if you have a favorite podcast thus far or you know, we would love to know just just quickly like what's what's been a highlight thus far in our very brief podcast journey mm. and that will also help us shape and form the uh the podcast as we move forward yep cool thanks for uh tuning in everybody and just once again leave any comments below questions below instagram facebook email the app the app is probably the best place if you haven't but below here is great too Have a great week. Great. See you later. See you guys.